Hi, I'm Dave Swerdlick from Uptown Podcast Studios, located in Uptown Minneapolis, and Story Cub Video Picture Books. But most importantly, I really am a proud member of Ed North, an EdTech meetup group located in the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul in Minnesota. If you want to learn more, head on over to ednorth.org. Again, ednorth.org. Today's guest is wow. That's all I have to say is wow. The accomplishments he's made in his, well, put it this way, at the end of the uh, podcast, I will tell you his age, but first I want you to learn more about what he's already accomplished. Sean Higgins is the CEO of Better You. That's Better Y-O-U. Uh, that's his latest venture and um, raised some great capital for that company as well. And what a really insightful guy. I think you're really going to be engaged with this conversation. Uh, so let's check it out. It's Sean Higgins from Better You on the Ed North EdTech Podcast. <laughs> So, Sean Higgins from Better You, welcome to the Ed North Ed Tech Podcast. How you doing? Doing well, Dave. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. It's it's great to have you. And uh, Better You, and it's all spelled in one word, right? Correct. And it's you as in Y-O-U. Sometimes we get you as in university, but that's not, those are just our customers. That's not how we spell it. It is a better you as in person, better you, better me, better me, better. I'm going to, I'm going to be in competition and have better me and uh, I'll go up against better you. No, you, uh, you can try that domain is actually already taken. We know this one, uh, but that's okay. I know. I know. I own it. That's why. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Sean, t so tell us about, um, first off, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, you know, before we get to better you, kind of, kind of your background, where you're coming from, your your history, how you got to where you are today. Sure, sure. So I'm I'm Sean. I've been in startup land since 2012 here in the Twin Cities. There, I created a video company that enabled teams to record, edit, and share video content really, really quickly. I created it with two other co-founders back in 2012. We worked with organizations and schools to help them deliver training, virtual training. You could quickly record a video, you could instantly host it, you could share it within seconds. We made video really, really fast. And at that company, I led sales from zero to a million dollars in annual recurring revenue. I raised $3 million in venture capital and we grew this company from the three of us in my co-founder's parents' basement to a real business that employed at its peak, you know, just under 20 people in Lower Town, St. Paul. Uh, that company would actually get acquired by Paylocity, which is a publicly traded HR company. Wow, that's uh, that's incredibly impressive. Sorry, go ahead. No worries, no worries. So that, that's kind of how we got our start. Uh, from there, I joined Techstars as their entrepreneur in residence. 
I worked with their retail program to help them grow the next wave of retail companies. So with that, we invested in 10 companies and just some awesome founders, Dave. It's, it's, there's nothing quite like working with you know new companies, founders that are, are hungry, they've got ideas and they're looking to put rubber to the road. And so we were able to work with several of them throughout that process. But it wasn't long until I had this idea for what would become Better You. And I found myself back out here, you know, in the wonderful world of, uh, of higher ed and helping folks make the most of their day. You're still in the, in the education sector, though, uh, it seems like throughout, uh, throughout what you've been doing. Correct. Correct. You can take uh, you can take Sean out of higher ed, but you can never take the higher ed out of Sean. That's what they that's what they tell me. Wow. What a success already. I mean, huge success. Uh, you come up with this idea of better you. It is for the education sector and also for professionals, if uh, memory serves me correct. How would you describe better you? Exactly. So better you is a digital coach. It helps people make better health and wellness decisions. It does it by mapping how folks spend their time and linking that to goals that they care about. And so, Dave, if you had to guess how our students in college today are spending the bulk of their time, specifically their free time, what do you think they're up to? Uh, I, I know uh, that uh, my daughters are sitting on the couch. <laughs> I hate to say it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's it's real, right? And when you're sitting on the couch, what's in your hand, or what uh, what are you watching? Right? You have yeah. a digital device. I'm telling you, uh, uh, my kids. If I call them, they won't answer, but they'll text me. What do you What do you need? What's going on? And uh, I don't like to talk on the phone. I will tell, but they it. I will. It's like an instant text reply with like, wow. I just sent them a couple pictures yesterday, and instantly, boom. Ha ha, that's funny. I found an old picture of them from a long time ago. <laughs> so you're absolutely right, Dave. You know, when you think about our students, they're not that dissimilar from us. The bulk of time that we spend in the U.S., discretionary time, has been on a device since all the way back in 2007. Back in 07, 32% of free time in the U.S. was on a device screen. I had a Razer flip phone. Nice. nice. Yeah, right, right. Nice. So that, just to give context of the world that we were living in back then, a very well, crazy world, right? And, and in 2007, uh, Apple released the iPhone in 2007. The year the iPhone yeah. launches. That's why I mentioned 07, because from that moment on, the world was not the same. You flash forward to last year, 90% of free time in the U.S. wound up on devices. That's pre-pandemic numbers. So if we're not sleeping, if our students, if they're not in class, 90% of their life ends up on device. What we did was we built an AI coach that mapped how you spent your time, albeit most of it on your phone, and connected it to goals that you have, like talking to a family member, getting enough sleep each night, going for a walk or getting exercise. Ultimately, it's our job to help you make the most of the time that you have. And that's what we do at Better You. And so uh, how, do, how does it work? For example, the things that you said that we need to do, go for a walk, uh, uh, you know, sleep better, uh, things like that. I'm, I'm putting in, and I'm not trying to say it, but I put in a lot of hours. I don't sleep much. Uh, you know, I, I, I was in a bicycle accident, so I can't, which I love to ride, and I can't exercise too much. 
it, but it could still help it. Does it tell you when to go to sleep? Does it tell you how many hours? Does it, what does it, does it give you, you're getting data back. Is that what you're getting? Sure. sure. So the main thing, it's a, it's a choose your own adventure. So we're not here to tell you, hey, Sean, you know, you, you really, the AHA says you should be getting at least X amount of sleep, or you really should be talking to mom more every week. If, uh, if you don't say that, set that as a goal, we won't mention it to you. You drive the action. You say, hey, you know, I care about, I care about learning new things. I want to read a book on my Kindle or listen to an audiobook every month. I want to practice meditation and mindfulness to be kind of more centered with everything going on around us out there. Or I'd like to be more social and just stay connected with some friends and family that I don't talk to very much. You pick those goals. So how does this work on the, on the app? Are, do you have suggestions? In other words, like a list to choose from, or do you put it in? You get, you get broad categories. So you can set goals around physical activities. Okay. This could be sleep, moving around, going to a place like a park, you know, for a walk. You've got social type of activities, which could be seeing your friends. It could be talking to folks on the phone, video chat, et cetera. You've got self-improvement activities. This could be spending time on your studies. This could be reading a book. And then you get mindfulness activities, which could be meditation. It could be spirituality, right? Taking a moment to see how you're doing with everything going on around you. Uh, and so uh, it's really up to the individual to follow through. So you can make goals, but it's up to the individual to actually, uh, actually make it happen. Exactly. The way I think of it is this. We all have we all have things that we're looking to do every week or every day, right? I'm a big list person. I wake up, I make a list of things I'm supposed to do. A lot of those things end up being work-related. Sure. But at the end of our week, at the end of our day, there are times when we just haven't gotten to those things. And I would have these moments, Dave. I would have a moment where I'd look at my phone and I would have missed the call to my parents, which is as terrible as it is. Sure. And I would look at myself and I would tell myself the same lie that so many of us tell, tell, we tell each other each day. Oh, we were too busy. There wasn't time to call mom and dad today. And I would look at my phone usage time and I would see things like YouTube. And I was on YouTube for three hours that week. And I would kind of scratch my head and I would go, there wasn't time. And yet, if you look at where I spent my time, I didn't quite make the right decisions. This isn't being busy. This is being dumb. I'm making these decisions without realizing what the cost is. Because if someone came up to me in the street and they said, hey, Sean, mom or YouTube, I would tell them mom every single time. But if you look at where my actions were going, it was YouTube was what I was picking. Now, perhaps you're watching something informational that you learned from on YouTube. And didn't YouTube start, uh, you can track your hours on YouTube as well? They, didn't they, don't, don't they have something similar? If you think about a lot of the things that are in digital wellness today, right? The most noteworthy, I would say, would be screen time, which is by Apple, or digital well-being, which is by Android, which will show you the time that you've spent on certain apps and enables you to set limits on apps as well. Where both of these solutions fall short is they're not aligned around things that are meaningful to, for you. So for example, if my Instagram time is up and my YouTube time is down for the week, is that a win? Did I, did I do something good there? I, it's hard to know. Whereas what we focus on is did Sean call mom? Check. 
Did Sean go for enough walks or runs this week that he said he wanted to check? Was Sean off his device and wasn't getting interrupted in the middle of the night? Check. Sean spent 10 minutes listening to a book on Audible. Check, right? So we're, we're leveraging things like app usage, things like location, things like the phone sensors to measure how you spent your day in accordance with that person you want to be. And so it ties back to these goals that are so core to you. Just as we mentioned, you're the one choosing the action and which goals matter. So do you get uh, uh, user data um, to see uh, uh, at least like some of the maybe perhaps more interesting goals that people set uh, or, do you, or do you get any feedback? Sure. So we, we get tons of feedback. I would say when it comes to user data, we're, we're pretty black and white in terms of what we can collect and what we can use, sure. right? And so the app will use things like Sean called mom. A better you cannot share individual information outside of our organization for any reason. We don't have the right to say Sean didn't call mom this week and tell that to anybody. We can't tell that to a school administrator. We can't tell it to a teacher. We can't tell it to your friend. The only people who know that would be you and mom. And that's who it should stay with, right? So that's how we handle things on kind of the privacy side. In terms of user feedback, we chat with users all the time. You know, we employ uh, frameworks for, for learning more. Uh, we love the mom test. It's such a great framework for asking questions and diving deeper in terms of what matters to folks. What do they, what problems are they facing? Have they searched for solutions to those problems? And really just diving deeper on what we should be building and ways we can continue to add value. But that's a little bit on, on the feedback and I guess some of the data pieces. So uh, let, let's split it up a little bit on the education and professional side. So how, um, how are you seeing educators use better you? Sure. I, I, would say, I would say a few things on that side. I would say one, you know, the number of folks that we're working with over the summer, it's almost doubled. And it wasn't small beforehand. I mean, wow. we're about 20 folks going in. Uh, in terms of what, what it means, I would say a few things. I'd say one, folks know that engaging our students in this current world is hard, mm -hmm. right? You can't physically walk up to a student and tap them on the shoulder. You're not going to see them as often or be able to connect with them in the same way you were a year ago. Folks are looking at all this kind of perfect storm and we've been measuring it. Dave, it's so interesting. If you look at February to March, you see a drop in student movement of 51%, just daily steps. Folks aren't walking across campus. They're stuck in their room for the bulk right. of the day. You, you look at things like social time, talking to friends. You can't see your friends in person in March and April very easily at all. And yet video chat time, phone call time, FaceTime, we're only up nine minutes a day across the board for our Gen Z students or traditional learners. And you see these things and you know something has to give. And so when it comes to where we are right now, we're, we're in a time that's incredibly risky for students. We're, we're seeing you know, stressful times turn into stress and anxiety challenges. And we're in a, a, a great spot to be helping folks because whether I can see my friend in person or I can't, I know I still wanna keep those relationships strong It'll help me build my resilience. It'll help me avoid things like systematic depression. We know that if we can help folks stay moving, they're gonna be more motivated when they get out and actually can go back into a rec center or participate in some sort of social distance sport like a, a golf or a tennis or something along those lines at, at a academic setting. So by helping folks 
put their best foot forward with the time that they have. That has been ultimately one of the greatest privileges that we've had during this time. And I just think about our reviews. You know, we, we launched a new version of the app in July. The average rating on that app was 4.9. And nice. the, stories, the stories that folks talk about, I mean, I, I'm very grateful that we are able to do the work that we're doing in the time that we're doing it. I think it's, it's rare, you know, that we, I, we, we don't get to pick when we live, right? We get to pick with what we do with the times that we have. And I could not be more proud of the team and the work that's gone into building this product and getting it out to folks who, who really need it now more than ever. It, so it sounds on the education side, you're, you're kind of uh, referring more to students uh, than, than, than teachers. However, I can only imagine that uh, uh, teachers who are probably uh, ex extremely uncertain and things change day by day, uh, uh, literally, that uh, they need to have some kind of structure. But at times, they don't even know what that structure is going to be because, or if it's going to change or when it's going to change or uh, just, again, just so much uncertainty and I can see how better you could help better them. Absolutely. We do work with cohorts of teachers. You know, when I think about higher ed, I often think about students because those are the folks when we, when we originally went into that market, that was who we were thinking about. But of course, we also work with employers, right? We work with enterprises to help their people make the most of their time. And so when we're thinking about more on the business side. Usually it is. It's, it's your employees. And in the academic sense, that's your staff. That's your faculty. And they're going through a lot right now as well. I mean, they had to flip on a dime to become experts in online learning and training. And it's not always an easy task to do that. And to your point, flexibility is the name of the game for the fall. Folks have to prepare three different types of lesson plans, an in-person, a hybrid, and a fully virtual, because you don't really know, depending on where you are, what life will look like here in the next month or two. Yeah. So it's, uh, wow, I, I, I can see it being so so helpful. I think with better you, I think uh, it would be a better me because uh, I would uh, <laughs> I would take action. That's the whole idea, right? You want to take action. You have goals, and you you want to take action on those goals with those goals with with the things you need to do. Exactly, exactly, Dave. The way I think of it is this: our phone over the ten years from two thousand seven to twenty seventeen got very, very good at capturing our time and our attention, right? We went from 32% to 90% in that 10 years. And what's so interesting to me is when you look at the apps that have a really high session time, the Instagrams, the TikToks, and you look at the things that they do, there's kind of one behavioral hack that rules them all, that increases time on page so much. And it's a hack that we're using to enable you to find that same time that Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook are taking away and bring it back to these things that you said mattered most in your day or week. And the hack I'm referring to, it's, it's the menu problem. And it's, it's a classic. It's one that you see, I, are you a, I, I'm a big restaurant guy, or at least I am in normal times. One of my favorites is Cecil's in St. Paul. Do you know it? Sure. The deli. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. So when you go into Cecil's, they hand you a menu and there's a bunch of options you can pick from. What do you mean? You, you just get the corned beef. What are you talking about? 
the Ruben or the Sasha, take your pick. No, they got Please. a bunch of options, Dave. They got a bunch of options. And so, but if you know Cecil's, you also know that they could probably make you a lot of different things if you just ask. But here's the thing. Which choice is more important? The one that you make off the menu or the person who chose the options that you got to pick from, right? I go to Cecil's a lot. I know Cecil's could make me something not on the menu. But if you're new and you just show up and someone hands you this menu, you pick something. That's the behavior. And it's the same behavior that we have on our devices. Whether I'm on Twitter, whether I'm on Instagram, my screen is a menu. And there are options on it. I can view a post. I can keep scrolling to see what else there is. I can go to my profile and make a post. The option to call my mom the option to go back to bed because it's two in the morning, those aren't options that are readily on my menu. And so that's really our promise at Better You. You tell us what matters and we'll make sure that it's top of mind when you're at risk of taking 10 minutes and just chucking it out the window. So are you, are you getting no, uh, push notifications? Or how, how exactly, you know, kind of walk us through, uh, uh, you haven't seen the app if you haven't. You... Yeah, the nudges, the nudges as we call them. So yeah, the nudges. A nudge is a little bit different than a notification, especially a nudge from Better You. So if you think about your phone, your phone sends you all sorts of notifications based on, hey, it's six o'clock, we should send this to Sean, or hey, we haven't seen Sean in a while, let's send him a notification. We think that those notifications aren't very helpful. So our notifications are all driven by AI, meaning that if you're not on your phone right now, you're not going to get a notification from Better You, because why would we send you something when you're not up to no good, <laughs> right? That's not a redirection. That's just another thing for you to remember. Sure. We focus on helping you redirect. So if you're going on Facebook and you've been there for two minutes and our AI knows, uh-oh, you know, when Sean's on Facebook for two minutes, it's going to turn into 20 minutes. It can send you a reminder. And that reminder, what it does is it'll say something like, hey, Sean, you said talking to mom was really important this week. Do you have a minute, you know, to bring you back to where you said you'd rather be? And so that's an example of a nudge through Better You. It's using context to take you from where you are to a place you said you'd rather be. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? We, I just missed that uh, last part there. Sure, sure, sure. So a nudge on better you is using context to take you from where you are to a place you said you'd rather be. And it sounds like, and, and I, and it sounds like mom is really important to you. And, and, I, and I mean that, uh, you've, you've brought mom up a few times, and, which I think is great. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm, She's I'm a real example for me. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure that I, I was, I was certain it was a real example. And um, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you do call mom. Uh, I do. She, she doesn't know which ones are assisted, though. Some of them are better you assisted. <laughs> she doesn't know which ones those are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're, you, you're calling mom. Uh, we really try to keep it more on, on those personal elements of, of life, right? Whether it's uh, exercise, sleep, social connection. And we really tie back on the employer side. We tie back on the health element, the health and wellness side. And there it's, it's such an interesting time, Dave. I mean, you've got employee assistance programs. The usage of these programs, it's flat. It's flat. It has not changed during the pandemic. Think of how scary that is. You have a, a list of resources that people can use for mental health, coaching, counseling, it's flat. It had the usage hasn't changed during the pandemic. That is just a crazy thing to think about. And so for us, it, it's clear, you've got people that aren't willing to raise their hand, 
right? I may not know that I have a problem. I may not know that there's something I should be doing about it or be ready to do anything about it. But if you focus on the preventative aspect, right? Everyone wants to get a little bit more sleep. Everyone wants to be a little healthier in their day. Everyone wants to talk to mom. So in those regards, you, we've created something that has a lot broader appeal than a traditional health application. And that helps us get wider spread adoption. Because if you haven't talked to your friends in three days, if you've been cooped up at home for a month and a half, you may not know that you're starting to exhibit signs of depression or stress. But better you can recognize some of these leading signals and say, oh, Sean's in trouble here. We gotta, we gotta do something. We gotta encourage him to try something new or mix it up and get him out of his normal routine. And that's really powerful, right? To be able to be there in the moment, to your point, when folks are gonna need a little reminder help steer them in the right direction. Yeah. I, uh, just as a side note, I know someone who works at a health club and there is uh, there are companies that give free memberships to their employees and there's a little board on the side. They just need to sign in uh, and uh, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed at all. Uh, you know, so so uh, they have this extra time working out of their house, whatever, but and, and still, still not taking care of it. So let's talk about, uh, you know, you're a company uh, and companies uh, as far as I know, uh, like to earn revenue and, uh, you know, have some type of, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, business plan, I guess. Uh, where's, where's better you? How's better you going to monetize? Or maybe you already are. Absolutely. So we, we are post-revenue. We have uh, just about four, we have 40 paying customers, four zero paying customers, and it's a monthly subscription. So depending on the number of people that you get up and running with the app, you pay us uh, per person per month fee. And with that, you know, we've been able to kind of really ramp up and grow the business. Now, in order to get started, we did raise some venture capital in order to get some uh, some gas in the tank. So we closed, it's just about 1.8 million uh, in seed funding from a couple different folks, bootstrappers.mn uh, being our, our one of our large investors that we always are really happy with. Also, Geekdom Fund through their RealCo program in San Antonio. And we even have a customer, uh, Red Cedar Ventures, which is Michigan State University's uh, venture arm. They invested in us as well after they were a customer for several months. So really excited to kind of continue to grow on that side. But yeah, business business has been pretty good. You, you've become like a seasoned veteran uh, in a sense because you know where to reach out to. You know the connections. Uh, you've been there, done that, and you're doing it again, uh, which is so cool. Uh, and what's your goal, your aspirations, uh, thinking forward for better you, uh, whether in this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus time uh, or post? I love the question, David. I'm going to get to it in one minute. But before, before I do. Before you do, we're going to call your mom. No, we're not. We're not oh, going to okay. do that. I, I, didn't get right, her, I didn't get a reminder to do that. Right. But, uh, but one thing that I think is so interesting is so having been through the journey before, right? You kind of mentioned doing it again. And it was so interesting because when I chatted with folks on, on doing this, you know, there's obviously there's one person I really had to convince in it. And it is it was my my wife. Right. So uh, she's been with me. We got married last year, but we were together for six years. So she was with me in the early days of ILOS and, and knows very much what it is to build an early stage company uh, better than probably most uh, spouses of, of early stage founders. And so you know, chatting with her, you mentioned, oh, it's such a great thing. When I told her this, Dave, she thought I was so crazy. She said, You're do what are you doing again? Why? Why would you do that again? You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Why would you do that to yourself, Sean? Why would you do that to me? Yeah, yeah right, right. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think about that. And I said, oh, wow, we've got this on the record now. That Dave said it's such a cool thing to be out there doing it again. So I'll send that clip. I'll clip that and send it to her. She can she can get some uh, some feedback. There. But anyway, your question around, you know, how where where do we see better you kind of in this this future, you know, this post COVID future? I would say a couple things. You know, if I think about what we're building, why we're here, we're here because today our time, it's optimized not for what we want. It's optimized for what we'll watch, right? Our behaviors get driven by advertisers, by app makers. And we're creating a world where the driver of where your day goes is you, period. And so we started down this journey already, right? We've got these 40 paying customers. We have thousands and thousands of users on the product today. But where we really see it going, it's about adding options, creating positive defaults so that when you look at that menu, you're going to be able to see more options that are relevant to you. And you're going to have more opportunity to avoid falling down that rabbit hole of whatever it is that you're struggling with, whether it's Instagram or, or work email at two in the morning, because both can be equally problematic. And so that's really what we see. That's really what we're creating. And so in the interim, we're having a lot of success to helping folks adjust to the new normal, you know, building up this virtual library. But we really see virtual as here to stay. You know, I think about a lot of folks in the health space, Livongo, of course, who may not be the best example now, because I think they're getting, they're merging, or I haven't followed the headlines too closely. But there's so much demand for virtual, for helping reach more people. And that's really what we can help offer, right? We can't be there with you every step of the day of the way in person, but we can help provide these reminders to help make sure that you are that person you want to see in the mirror tomorrow, that you can be that person today. And we do it by mapping your time and making sure that every decision you're making is one you'll be proud of. The real, the, the real thing that I like about this, this in, in a summary, um, I can say, yes, I can see making your life better and everything, but you have developed something that can make something that everyone already owns better. Exactly, right? If you think about access issues, usually health tech faces access issues, right? Think about wearables. You know, you, if you're making something for Apple Watch, you're building an app for that. Well, how many people have that, right? And you have to play to the least common denominator. And for us, that's this, right? This thing is in your pocket. And if we can help that device add more value into your day, we've done our job, right? We, we believe the, the future isn't going to be all screens. It's going to be your time used to the fullest. The, the thing I always think about here too, Dave, it's not that your phone is bad, right? Your phone, when used for the things that you want to use it for, is magic, right? You can learn things. You can see a family member in a different country. You can uh, you know, figure out you know, what's going to happen and, and read content, stay up to date in, in the news or that latest book that you wanted to pick up. And the phone is, is magic. We're, we're not advocating that you should you know, lock your phone in a drawer somewhere. That's a choice you could already make today, and no one chooses to do it. We're saying the phone can also be really problematic, right? If you think about the time that you spend on it, today uh, we spend three times the amount of time on our device on apps that make us feel less happy and less productive. It's things like news apps, actually, especially in the time of COVID, mainly are stressing people out with a lot of the headlines. 
It's also the usual suspects, your Facebooks, your Netflixes, right? And so when you think about the time you're spending, you know, there's the great parts of our phone, the parts that add so much value to our lives. And then there are parts that we kind of scratch our heads and end up going down the rabbit hole. So we're trying to help you maximize your times by spending more on whatever those productive apps are for you and a little less on the apps that are causing you to, to miss goals and lose sleep and run out of steam. That's awesome. So, uh, how many employees at Better You? What do you, what's what's going on at at Better You? Y O U. Yeah, we've got ten full time employees, and we're actually wow. hiring. We're hiring right now as well. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, what are these people? What what kind of positions uh, are uh, developers? Or yeah, so our, our current team split is half developer and half customer facing, which includes you know uh, business development reps, marketing customer success, right? Our roles that we're hiring for, we're hiring for both uh, development roles and we're hiring for business development. So those are the areas we're hiring for. Uh, well, better you, it, it's, it sounds like it would make a better me. Uh, and it sounds like it's like a great product. So uh, if people want, uh, the app is available for download, or how do you, how does this work? Yeah, absolutely. So the app is available through your employer or through your university, depending on who you are. You can check us out at betteryou.ai. That's our website. Or catch up with us on social media. Our, our Instagram is at betteryoumn. On LinkedIn, we're just at betteryou. You can find us there on any of those. Yeah, no, that, that sounds great. I feel a little sorry for your wife, not a little bit. And we know you're a good guy because you call your mom. So trust right there, Sean. That just gives me a lot of trust in you and your company. And I wish you the best of success. You've done it before. You're going to do it again. And uh, sorry to your wife, but uh, you're going to even do it again. So, uh, but right now it is better you making us all better. And uh, more information, we'll have it uh, uh, at ednorth.org. Again, ednorth.org. We'll uh, we'll post those uh, the links to how to uh, how to reach how to reach your company, Sean and Sean Sean Higgins from what's your title, Sean? CEO. I was going to say chief, uh, whatever. CEO is not a bad title, uh, Sean. <laughs> Sean Higgins from. Better you. Thank you again for joining us on the Ed North EdTech Podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Well, thanks again to Sean Higgins, CEO of Better You. That's better, Y-O-U, one word, better you. Sounds really awesome, and what a great guy. Hey, I did mention at the beginning of the podcast, I would tell you his age, but first I wanted you, you to kind of get an idea of, uh, of his background, of what he's been doing, of all the successes that he has gone through in his short 29 years of life. Yeah, Sean's only 29, and uh, I could say he has a, a big future ahead of him, but he already has a big future behind him, so uh, he's very futuristic. On behalf of the Ed North EdTech Podcast, I want to remind you that you can learn more about Better You and more about 
education and technology and our EdTech Meetup group by heading on over to ednorth.org. Again, ednorth.org. On behalf of the Ed North EdTech Podcast, I'm Dave Swerdlick, and looking forward to talking to you soon with another great guest. Have a good one. Stay safe.